Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Friday, June 25th, 2021, episode number 191. Number 191? That's Dustin Brown. That's the kid from Canada that is our guest teammate before they came to the States. Oh. His former teammate. Oh, see, I was going to blow your mind. Mind blown. I love it, dude. 191. Nine away from two hundo. We're getting there. It's crazy. You remember you remember back when we were getting to one fifty, you're nope. gonna change things up a little bit with nope. Haley? Yeah, totally, I totally remember. I forgot that. <laughs> What's up, Carter? What's up? What's up, Scotty? Not much. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh not much is going on, dude. There's a lot going on. What are you talking about? You're in between the cushions. In between the cushions? Yeah. Lima and if you want to call, OKC. If you want to call Oklahoma City a cushion, I call it a loose what, track. But you don't you think want, that's a cushion? It Ish. was where Chad Coast was. How about yeah. that? It was where Chad Coast was riding. I'll give you that. There that was, was a cushion up there in the deep stuff. Yeah. They were pushing a lot of something last weekend, and it was definitely some they cushion. They were pushing a lot of loose dirt and a lot of horse crap. Fair. Fair. <laughs> um, but now they're going to Lima, a true cushion, half mile. And the I mean, gravel. Yeah. The only one on the circuit. The only pea gravel on the circuit. We were there a couple weeks ago, or a couple months ago now, I guess, right? Man, it, it just seems like a few days ago, but you were there, yeah. I was there. You were there, remember? It was like yesterday. Yeah. It was, yeah. It seems like forever ago, too, at the same time. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. The Nationals, there are always some amazing racing. Uh, they've got a history dating way back to 1984. They've been going there for a long time. The last Saturday in June, the Ohio National. Are you uh, are you referencing your notes? I did look at my notes, yeah. I've, I've got a pretty hefty note page. I've okay. already showed it to our patrons, but it is thick. Scotty walked us it through is- and gave us a little insight into like the notes that he takes, the how he makes them, and what they look like. And yeah. It was pretty damn fascinating, I got to say. Uh, you're already using them, man. You haven't even gotten to the track yet, and you're already using your notes. I know. I've been I've been studying all week, and 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 a lot of things popped out to me. But I'll, I'll give you a couple of Hollywood nuggets. Oh, the I love first, my Hollywood nuggets. First time winners at the Lima Ohio National. Will Davis won his first national back in 1989. Chris Evans, a Canadian, he won his first national there in 2002. Jared Meese, we've heard of that guy. He Ooh. won his first ever national in 2005. Never heard of. He's her. won there now five times total. And Dominic Bolak, another uh, Canadian, won his first national there in 2006. Will we see another one? Maybe. The Maybe. top, the top one that we could see in the in the premier class. I'm talking only is possibly Vandekoy, but he told us last week that he didn't really care for cushions, which is weird because he's from Ohio. Brandon Robinson's won there before. Why is he not in the mix with the, as bad as as he's been racing he, here lately? He he won there in 2016. I was just talking about first time winners. First time that's, winners. That's I got I, you. Vanderkoy. Yeah, correct. Vanderkoy could Rob, do it. I think so. Uh, maybe he's just trying to not psych himself up too much. But yeah, so we'll have to see. Yeah, uh, I can't wait to to see this the races this weekend. Uh, three classes means a lot of track prep. Uh, hopefully, there's a lot of water. Hopefully, there's a lot of calcium chloride putting down also yeah. to keep that water in the dirt that's below the cushion. Uh, they do a great job, though. I think after every one or two groups, the water truck comes out, and then three pickups follow it, keep it flowing. Uh, yes. What, what else do you want to talk about Oklahoma City? Oh, man, I don't know. I feel sing- like how about, I missed a lot of it. How about the singles class? Henry Wiles mm. smoked him yeah. the first day. 
I think if Trevor Bruner wouldn't have fallen off, he would have been up there and they could have been a Turner Racing American Honda breakaway. I think those two could have settled it themselves. Yeah. But Wiles smoked them. And then the second night, Max Whale led for a minute. Then Wiles got up front. Whale tracked him back down, passed him with just a few laps to go. So Max Whale is on it. Production Twins, it was all the Corey Texter show. Uh, hats off. He was, he was, he was dialed in. And the biggest thing that I can see from him, too, he gets the pole shot every race. Baker said it's partly but the Yamaha. I think part of it is, too, that that he's just he's got that bike figured out where he's sitting, where he drops the clutch, and he just drops off the starting line. And getting a good start, that's yeah. a lot of it, especially with the stiff competition. And then uh, Super Twins, I mean, Robinson won the first night. He was going the se- good the second night, had a mechanical, had to start at the back of the main. Still worked his way up to, towards the front, but Jared Meese was on it. That was Meese's fourth win at the OKC Mile. Impressive, impressive. And he's, yeah, he's definitely no stranger to winning there at the Oklahoma City. Still not 100% on that knee. And, right, uh, right. I don't know. It was it's too rough yeah. for a lot of people, I think, on Friday night. But. It, it, it was pretty rough. And, and incredibly, the only wreck was Trevor Bruner. Yeah. We never had a single file restart. The Bruner's wreck was on lap number one, so we had complete restart. Um, the only other restart, I can remember somebody jumping the, jumping the start. So for as bad as it was or as rough as it was, you know, not a lot of people went down, and that's good. You know, only one person I can remember went down. Yeah. Well, and it just goes to show how badass these riders are. Like some of the shots that you've seen slow motion on of the yeah. <laughs> shit that people Incre- were running incredible. through. And incredible. the fact that they kept it on two wheels and straight, like just insanity. And, and they're missing turtles on the back straightaway. And, and man. Toitles. There's a bunch of turtles. Tortugas. There's a bunch of toy turtles. There's a bunch of turtles out there. I wish I knew if it was the same one. We should have put an AFT sticker on it to see. Maybe he was trying to get to his girlfriend's house, or maybe he wanted to race. I don't know. I mean, it's another sponsorship opportunity. Why don't you just throw it out there for the yeah. Anytime we go back. Yeah. Anytime we go back and uh and race. Have there. stickers ready for the turtles. Yeah. I like you. I like it. Yeah. I like it. We'll put Turtle some wax. Where are you on. at? Turtle wax. Yeah. Come on. Where are you at? I like it. I like it. Yeah. How, how about how about uh let's 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 talk about Lima for a minute. I mean I kinda yeah. gave you some of my notes. Uh a preview. I'd have to say Shana is probably one of the favorites to win in the singles class, which mm-hmm. I never would have guessed that until the last couple of years. And Shana has beat him. She won on Husqvarna. And she won also on on a KTM. So she's definitely got to be in the mix. And in a rough, heavy track like that, I never would have thought so. But she has won here twice. What is it that that's happened in the past couple of years that made that, that flip that switch? I don't know. She's just unloaded and has been fast from the get-go. And uh, she goes good there. Uh, maybe it's just her mindset. Maybe it reminds her of a track she grew up racing. I don't know why she goes so good there. I mean, obviously... She goes good on miles. She goes good on several half miles. She needs a good finish. Uh, the points is starting to they're starting to gap away from her. So yeah. she needs a couple of good finishes uh, here real soon. Production twins have only raced there one time before. Chad Coast took the win. He was on a backup motorcycle. He blew up the first night, broke the crank, jumped one of the latest motors bikes, and uh, rode the second night, and was the only rider really up there. And I would I call it the Brad Baker line up there above. You know the the fast guys were pushing the edge of the cushion. Some of the guys were running the bottom of the racetrack. The Rich King line is what Chris Carr calls it, not Chad Coase. He was going in there wide open, letting that thing eat. He was up there. I mean, it. he was so close to the air fence, but it's such a long way around at that track. I think it was just too long. You know, I think it was way too far, but um, 
he won at Lima before, so he's not scared to twist the throttle. And then Super Twins, I, I would say, you know, watch out for Jared Meese. Uh, you know, he's won there five times. It's his track. He, or it's not his track, but he's the promoter. Him and his wife are promoting the race. Uh, he would love to take home all of the uh, all the money there for sure. Yeah, no, he he'll 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 always go well there. And uh, there's a lot of talk about how he's going to prep the track. There always is, right? Like because well, it's kind of interesting to, to to talk about that as somebody who's competing, having an opportunity to to impact the track that way. So well, I think you know I think the biggest impact is make sure there's plenty of water, make sure there's plenty of calcium chloride. I think that's that's the two main main concerns. Um, other than that, I don't think you'll have an advantage over anybody else. Just, I mean, they're all going out there racing the same exact track. Also, I'd like to point out that when this podcast comes out on Friday, Friday. They're, racing Green, they're racing in Greenville, Ohio on Friday and Sunday. That's a Robbie Bobby race. Uh, I did not get the call to do that one. Uh, I reached out to him. He reached out to me and he stopped reaching out. So I just stopped bugging him because I wanted to do it. I don't have to do every race. Can't make them all, Scotty. I try. I love this sport. You know that. If you're going to be at, how far is Greenville from Lima? Well, I'm flying into Dayton, hmm. but I have to go straight to Lima to record some stuff that I'm trying to maybe get out of. <laughs> no, I, I got to do my job. I take my job seriously. You, you guys all know that. I'll make sure that part's edited out. You can leave that in there. What do you uh, got going on this weekend? Whole uh, lot of nothing? Well, I was going to go to Lima, but I couldn't figure out a reason to go to Lima that I wanted was. to go to Lima. Was yeah, just like he was going to go to dude, Oklahoma City. Not in the good, not in the good place right now to be spending money that I don't have to go to Lima. Okay, to not make money. I'll let it, I'll let it slide only because of that one reason. Um, but you still got to tell me what your off weekend is. Have you figured that out yet? I don't know that I have an off weekend anytime soon. Okay, well just keep me honest. Whatever so, yours comes. Okay, up. So, so listen, so Lima, Frederick, Maryland, Ashland, Ohio. And then the amateur nationals are at DuCoin, and I lose track after that. So that's my that's my next month. But I, at one point, I counted it was eleven weekends in a row. So I, I got to be getting close to the end of that. Well, right? I'm about to have a whole lot of free time on my end. Uh, but the weekends are booked for for promoto for promoto. So uh, we got to figure come out. Come to Oklahoma. We got to come to Oklahoma. We didn't hold on. What? We didn't say anything about our new patrons. We didn't say anything about our new patrons. Two new patrons. We'd like Ron Jackson. Ron Jackson. Yeah. And Jim Turchilla, who's actually yeah. been on the podcast. He yeah. messaged me a couple of days ago and said that uh, he he's finally caught up on all the podcasts and he loves them. That's badass. That's pretty badass. Um, yeah, he came on to talk about uh, his deal with uh, Danny Eslick. Kurt Jones, are we walking out there? I think pit walking. I think he wants his well, pit walk. It's a good question. I, it's a good question, Kurt. Well, uh, I've heard I've, that there may be a gimbal available to us. So here, I have somebody to issue. operate. Said gimbal. Here, here we go. Here we go. Here, All right, let's here, here's get this. my issue. Can I include this in the podcast too? Let's do this. It's uh, in. That's up to you. That's up to you. I'm putting it so, in. every weekend so far. The people in the truck, I'm not going to point any names, but, it, you know, somebody named Zach has an excuse why we haven't done the pit walk. Okay. And the first one was there's no phone. Then there was no gimbal. Well, then there was nobody to to follow me around. I've and got then, all those things set, Exactly, solved. exactly, exactly. But, but, here's my biggest problem. An issue came up about sunglasses and uh... riders not taking their sunglasses off. So, my thing is if I do the pit walk... I do not want to be the sunglass police and say, hey, we take your sunglasses off. Do it for off the groove. 
And then I'll get fired for sharing content that is not ours. Why? No, you won't, dude. Uh, dude, dilemmas, let, dilemmas, let, dilemmas. let them yell at you for that and then see what happens. They <laughs> won't, dude. They'll, yeah. love, they'll, love, they'll love the content. Go for it. Do it. Listen Make to you, it Mr. Mr. Nine Days. Mr. Nine Days. Yeah, uh, dude, I'll yeah. be out. I'll be out at a race, and we'll do it. Whatever race I'm at. Cries and Torch sponsorship. Mm -hmm. We are sponsored by Torch. I'll be wearing my Torch sunglasses. I got is some Torch, new ones, is by Torch the way. Still sponsoring? Yeah, they're on board. I just got my new ones. Hold on, I'll be back. Oh. I covered the show for you at the beginning. You cover for me now. Uh. So I got my Flagman stickers. All of you who haven't seen this man, go look at this dude on Instagram. It's Flagman. What is his handle? What's his handle? It's the Flagman with two Gs. With two Gs, right? Yeah, because he's so G, he's got two of them. They're my new torch I wear. They're silver. Torch. <laughs> Bam! See, I'll be, I'll be wearing these this weekend. All right. Does it have one on the other side, too? A, a nice T. Yeah, there's T. There's a, an iced tea. They're TT glasses. Yes. <laughs> um, Oakley passes Oakley. the torch to torch a couple years ago. That's absolutely right. I love it. Um. All right. So. So in other words, at some point. in other words, we're not sure if the pit walk is going to happen or not. I think the pit walk is damn ready to happen. Everything is in yeah. line. The question is, are you going to do it? That's the question. We'll see. We'll see. If the sunglass deal wouldn't have been such a hot topic last weekend, absolutely, I would be on it. Hot topic. If you if you were in Lima, holding the gimbal, we, we'd definitely do it hot since topic. it was your idea at the start. I know. I was supposed to be okay. in Oklahoma City, so. And Lima. I'm just saying. All right, well, what are you doing this weekend? Keep my resume together. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I have a couple things lined up. Yeah, I don't, it's my last weekend to not do anything, so getting all that all right. together. Going to be pretty busy here on the work front, so. On the home home front? Yeah, the home work from home front. Okay, all right, gotcha. Crickets. Rhonda said crickets. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know it. Um, All right, you ready to get to this week's episode then? Let's do yeah, this let's week's interview. Yeah, let's give him a call. All right, we're in between two cushion tracks, so we got to talk to Hunter Bauer, right? Yeah, cushion rider. We a wanted Canadian to talk. Rider. We wanted to talk to him for a minute. We talked to him in Savannah, the very start of the season, with um, left out. And yeah. what I didn't realize, and or I did, I think initially, but I forgot this sixteen-year-old kid, 16. 16. 16. coming down here to race with the big boys and girl and line in. Up the top class i mean the the exciting class the stacked class uh and he he looked really good at oklahoma city yeah lining up uh lining up with the big big boys and girls and 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 racing uh right there with him on a cushion mile the very first mile yep. he ever raced so um i think it's worth giving him a call to kind of hear how he did and then uh look ahead to uh how he's planning to do this weekend in lima let's welcome him to the show number 124 Showtime, Hunter Bauer. Hey, how's it going? Good, Showtime. How you doing? Good, thanks. All right. So I, I gotta say, I, I haven't, I haven't spent much time with you. I do remember meeting you at, uh, at I think it was at Savannah when one of our first interviews with Left Out uh, underneath yeah. the uh, canopy down there. Uh, what's been, what's been going on? You've been doing all right. Yeah, I've been doing great. Thank you. How have you been? 
I've been good. I'm excited that the season's here. We're already in, in mid-swing already, or kind of a full swing already. But uh, I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time, and, and you really impressed the hell out of us. And a few of our listeners really wanted to hear from you. So we're going to talk about Oklahoma City here in a minute. But uh, let's let's go way back. Let's 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 start at the beginning. I, we know you're from Canada, but where were you born? I was born in Niagara Falls, Ontario, right across the border. Really? So right across in, in Canada. So uh, have you gone over the falls in a barrel yet? Or is that just, does, do people really do that? Or is that just in the cartoons? I've heard of people actually doing that, but um, no, I've never tried it. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's beautiful up there. I love that area. Um, what's it like growing up there? Well, for dirt biking, it kind of sucks because in the winter time, you don't get much riding in. And on the other hand, it's, nice here i like it so how did you get into motorcycles um well my dad brought me to the first race in uh welland which is only like 20 minutes from my house and um he brought me to the races and we watched and then i just i always loved after that and then we went to a bike show and there was this little jr suzuki 50 yeah and um i asked him if we could get in he's thinking about it think about it and then i kind of pressured him into getting it and I was only four years old at the time, and we ended up getting it, and then just just happened after that. Wow. So w- do you remember your first race? Uh, I do, a little bit. It was at Welland, the track that I went and watched at. Mm-hmm. And um, I was up against a lot of the bigger guys and way faster bikes than me, so I didn't do the best. But for the first time, it was the time. Was that on the JJ? Do you still have that one? I do, Yes, I do, and it's sitting right in front of me. Heck yeah! What what <laughs> number is on that motorcycle right now? Twenty-four. <laughs> no kidding! You've been that number your yeah. whole career. I have. Wow! Come down to AFT, have slap a one in front of it because you had to be a three-digit for the <laughs> first year. But man, that's cool to keep the same number the whole year. Do you know why it was twenty-four, or was that the number that was on the motorcycle? No, I actually wanted to be number six at the time. Okay. Was my dad's number for everything, and then wasn't allowed to have it because another guy had it. So then the ref at the time picked it for me and then just stuck with it and it ended up being a lucky number, I guess. No kidding. Uh, so what all did your dad race? He actually never raced. He just rode a lot. He okay. was more of a baseball guy. Yeah. And But he was always into like street racing and drag racing. So he's been around it for a while. That's awesome. How far away is the Welland short track from your house? Well, like a 20-minute drive, not not far. Okay. All right. So is that is that considered your home track then, right? Yeah. Do you do, you do much ice racing in the wintertime? I've actually never ice raced in my life. That's crazy. <laughs> You're from Canada. I think Canada. I think ice. I've never, I've never done it either. <laughs> I That's know. Are you, are you thinking yeah. about ever doing it? Oh, yeah. I want to get out this winter and try it out okay that's cool i like it i i've never tried it either i was born in south dakota but we left there when i was too young and and everybody mm-hmm. that says they race on ice said it's more consistent and faster than dirt and and i think i go pretty fast on dirt i don't know if i can handle going any faster <laughs> yeah i've heard uh i've heard it's pretty sweet so you should probably come do an, an indoor ice race too i mean now that you're a professional motorcycle racer you could probably stick around down here in the states and do some of the indoor ice racing it's a little bit warmer I would love to. <laughs> yeah, right on. Sure. So, 
Yeah, so so how old were you when you started racing? Like four or five, you think? I think I was five. Okay. Wow. I guess obviously you went through the ranks. What was your next bike after the JR fifty? A Cobra fifty, okay. junior, and then the senior. Yeah. And then six five. Wow. And then all the way through the ranks. Mm-hmm. Um, who are who are some of the fast guys that you when you started learning how to race that you raced against up there? It was always like um Dustin was one of them. Uh, Dustin Brown, the one that raced in OKC there. Right. Um, and some of them I don't even think race that much anymore. Okay. All right. Who who were some of the fast guys that you looked up to when you were, were just starting? Definitely Chris Evans and Steve Beattie and Doug Lawrence for sure. Right on. That's awesome. And now you get to work with Doug Lawrence. I want to talk about that here in a little bit too, but uh, D- Doug's a super nice kid. I- I've been around him since he got his national number and, and uh, toured, you know, toured around with him. He stayed in my house a few times. So I love Dougie fresh. Um, so I've got to ask now, what was it about motorcycle racing that appealed to you so much instead of going and playing sports or hockey or, or, or whatever you guys do up there on the North of the border? What, what is it about motorcycle <laughs> racing that's got you hooked in? Honestly, when when I saw them guys going fast and turning the bike sideways, it was just it was something else I've never seen before, and I just fell in love with it and hoped today I could do that, and here I am. Right on. Living your dream. Um, has it For always sure. been flat track? Yeah. Has it always been flat track, or have you tried anything else? I did race motocross a little bit when I was on the 50s. Okay. In 65s. And then dad told me I had to pick one because it was too expensive mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, told him I'm going flat track. And so awesome. That's cool. What other tracks do you uh, travel? I know last year, everything was shut down up there in Canada. What other tracks did you travel to and, and race up there? And have you came to the States to race before this year? There's a, there's quite a few big horse tracks around us, like Lima, Leamington, for sure. It's like right across the border from Michigan, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, Three Rivers up in Quebec. That's a really nice track. Flamborough and Georgian Downs. They're they're all big half mile cushions. So those have been my favorites. And there's a couple other ones. I used to come down a lot and race Geneva, which is just over the border by Dave's house. Okay. Medina. Right. Medina. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I did the amateur grands in uh, Springfield. When? What year did you do that? I think, want to say 2014. Okay. Somewhere. I, I, guess I, I don't remember that. How old were you when you did that? I, I guess I, I'm assuming you're right around 16, 17, 18 years old right now, right? Yeah, 16. I think I was. I was on 65s in my first year of 85s. Okay. How'd and, you do? Um, third overall in the 65 class nice and um i was doing really good on the 85 and then i just went into the corner a little hard and wiped out Mm -hmm. and uh i was okay but uh i broke my clutch off and i didn't have an extra one so i couldn't finish the race but Uh other than that yeah it was that's cool do you have a a a favorite amateur race that you can think back on and, and say hey that's my favorite race ever as an amateur for sure, like I think uh, Springfield Short Track, I that was such a crazy track to go to. It was for sure one of my favorite tracks I've been to. Okay, how'd you do? Uh, good. I that's when we went to the amateur grands, and I ended up 
second or third. Okay. I think it was second. And then on the 85, I, I just troubles, I think. Okay. So up there is how much different is racing a race up there than down here? I guess I personally haven't been up there and been to a race live. I've watched a few of them, like uh, some videos and stuff like that. What's the biggest difference between, say, a Canadian race and a race down here? Well, just everything almost. <laughs> like here you don't got to race and like try and make mains. Mm-hmm. And where there you do and just the whole atmosphere and everything's professional and yeah are you are you a pro up there now as well as down here i know obviously you turned pro at the beginning of the season here in in the states but you considered a professional up there now too yeah i was i think i was turned pro in 2019 here okay all right how was how was your first year as a pro up there good i was rookie of the year oh cool i think i almost podiumed every race i think wow i heard dustin brown was yeah. was pretty tough up there and he was he your teammate for a little while is that kind of what i heard yeah he was he was been my teammate since 2020 okay or 2019 i think i gotcha how hard was it for you to transition from an amateur rider uh to a professional rider to you know to go pro was it was it a big transition for you it was for sure i because uh, here you have, like, intermediate and then expert. And, like, intermediate's fast, but expert's, like, way different than intermediate. So it took a quite a bit to uh, adapt to it. But other than that, I was felt at home. That's awesome. Uh, how, how hard, or I guess what went into the decision to come down here and race the, the AFT circuit this year? Well, I've always watched the races and hope to one day turn pro and race against these guys. And then uh, Nikki ended up getting a hold of us and from NKR. Mm-hmm. And she uh, got a hold of us and we talked and talked and she made the decision that she wanted me to ride for. And I could not turn that down. <laughs> right. And, um, and we partnered with Dave Waters and everything's been going really great so far. What, what's been some of the biggest challenges? I know the borders closed for, for most people, uh, I guess, because you're a professional motorcycle racer, you can come down here, but what are some of the challenges that somebody down here might not even think about trying to get down here to race? Yeah. It, it takes a lot of like work to get over like uh Nikki. She's gone through so much to get us over with like all the paperwork and phone calls and dealing with uh public health and, everything like that and COVID tests. So it's, it's hard for like just, uh, normal people trying to get over all the time, mm-hmm. but being a pro athlete helps a lot. So, yeah, for sure. Um, well let's, let's talk about the 2021 season, uh, Volusia, uh, night number one, you qualified 15th and uh, a DNF in the semi. And I don't remember exactly what happened night number one, uh, Talk us through your your maiden voyage with AFT. What happened on night number one? I was I was feeling really good for the first race, and I was think I was probably sixth or fifth in the in the semi when I was doing good, and uh, then like the bike started acting up, and uh, I just I think the clutch went on it, 
and it just it didn't want to go anywhere after that. I, I got you. So something that wasn't your fault. Uh, night number two, qual- qualified 23rd, ninth in the semifinal, just missing the main event by one. Um, that had to feel pretty good. I mean, not as good as making the main event, but you're right there, you know, so close to making your first main. For sure. I was, I was super happy with that. And my goal was to make the mains, but being one spot out of it was just as good. Okay. Let's go to Atlanta super TT. I did my homework and I didn't see your, your number there at all. Did you guys just decide to skip that one? Yeah, we decided to skip that one. We were supposed to skip a few other ones and then, uh, Nikki and KR, she did not want to skip anymore. And, so we're we're gonna hit the full series at, like from here on, but we're right. gonna end up missing Atlanta. Okay, that's why I was gonna say I didn't see your name there. I was hoping something didn't happen on the way down and, and you got stuck at the border or something. <laughs> uh, let's no. let let's go to Joliet. Uh, qualified twenty third, so right about the same area. You got eighth place in your semifinal, making your first ever AFT main event with a fifteenth place finish. Uh, obviously not the finish you wanted, but. You made your first main event. Tell me how that felt. It was probably one of the best feelings I've ever had. It was I didn't even care how I did in the main event. It just it was so I don't even know the feeling. It was just amazing and I was super pumped on it because that was my goal for this year just to make mains and race against the top guys in the world. So Yeah. Well well congratulations on making the first one. That had to give you some confidence coming into Oklahoma City, my hometown. I was told from my girlfriend up there in Canada, Cynthia, she said that you never had raced a mile before. Uh, And that's what I announced over the microphone. Is that true? Yeah, first ever mile. Wow. And, dude, I I, got to say, it didn't look like that. You looked like you felt right at home. Uh, Let's start with day number one. You qualified sixth, you know, your first time out. Uh, fifth in your semi. Uh, I know you had a mechanical issue in the main event with a 15th, but uh, walk me through day number one at Oklahoma City. Well, I was coming in a little bit like nervous because I've never been on a mile before and all the drafting was getting me a little crazy. But um, once I went out there, I felt felt right at home and I didn't even really notice about how big it actually was. So I was feeling amazing. It felt like I was on one of the cushion tracks here at home. So it sounds like you felt at home because it was a looser track. I think that that would definitely help me feel more comfortable. And now I want to talk about night number two, because you were again on rails qualifying third overall, uh, third in your semi behind hammer and Hank Wiles and last year's champ, Dallas Daniels. Uh, tell me about that semifinal. Yeah, I, I let it for about half a corner after I saw the turtle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, turtle! Watch out, turtle! Yeah. I was oh. like, oh my god, I almost just hit a turtle. Went <laughs> flying by. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was awesome. I I was so happy with how I, how I finished, and I was, I was really pumped to go into the main event and, and leading it for being third for like six, six laps, I think. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a wonderful feeling. Yeah, so it, it kind of looked like some of the guys were, were you know trying the high line, and that's where you were running, and then a couple guys dropped to the bottom of the racetrack. I talked to Doug Lawrence after the race. I didn't see you afterwards, but he said he said you went down there and tried the low line. It just wasn't working, so you jumped right back to the high line where you felt comfortable. You ended up fifth in the main event, which is now your career best finish. You know, Stoke level as high as can be right now, right? Oh, 100%. I, I, 
I've been watching the races over and over like every night. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I still, I still cannot believe it. Oh man, we, we we were definitely talking you up. You and actually Dustin Brown, you know, he looked really good. He had a, a couple of mechanical issues with a pipe and stuff like that. But you know, for you two never racing the mile, you both felt right at home. And congratulations on your fifth place finish. Thank you very much. So, I like I said, I talked to Doug Lawrence afterwards. What were some of the words of advice since you've never raced on a mile before? Tell me a few things that he kind of talked to you about before you went onto the track. So he told me like that the best line is probably going to be like right off the cushion where my back tire is just bumping it more taking the corners where I'm going straight and then turning instead of trying to take the whole turn. Okay. And, right. and he, he said, he said, just be yourself and you're, you're just like at home on one of our tracks. It's nothing else. So yeah. He told me to have fun and, yeah. Did you guys talk about the draft at all? I know, I know at Oklahoma city, it wasn't a big, big factor. I know there's a few draft passes, but, and you, you mentioned it a moment ago. So did you experience the draft and did you feel it? And did you guys talk about it before you went on the track? Yeah, we've, we talked about it a couple of times and Doug said it, it won't happen that much because of like all the roost off the tires and it'll slow you down a little bit, but in the main event, when I was battling with Mikey Rush there, I felt it a couple times, and it's crazy how it pulls you in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It sucks you right up to the guy in front of you, so you got to be careful. Uh, that <laughs> yeah. that brings yeah that brings us up to our next race, Lima, Ohio. You've got to be just chomping at the bit, ready to go, because that's gonna be a track just like you guys have at home. I've been excited since I heard it was on the schedule before <laughs> I even started racing it. Y- yeah. Um, because. We've had a couple Canadian guys go over there, and they've done pretty well on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping I can do really well, and I'm super hyped for it. And and you've never been to that track, right? No, never, never even watched a race there. Okay. Well, your your teammate Aiden Rusevens was there at the uh, the the non-national one about a month ago, month and a half ago. Have you talked to him about it, or? Have you, has he given you any advice or are you going to give him any advice about the cushion? I mean, or do you guys, are you guys that close? Um, he came down to a couple of our races and the one track's called Leamington. And he told me it's kind of like that track, just a little bit wider and probably a little bit deeper. And I've always been good at Leamington. Like I've, um, that's always been a fast track. So I'm hoping it's just like it and I can get out there and rock. Okay, so that's Lima. Then we got DuCoin, and originally you weren't going to race DuCoin. Now you said Nikki says we're all in. You're doing good. Uh, are you excited about your 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 mile where you can actually have some drafting coming up? DuCoin's a fast track. Yeah, I'm really excited. I've heard it's a really fast track, and the drafting going to come in play. So I'm hoping I'm hoping I don't don't forget how to draft and <laughs> right and get up there and do do a lot of damage so we got port royal after that two new york short tracks that one's going to be close uh for you i know you probably still have to fly across the border with the situation that's up there but what's your what's your realistic goals for the rest of the races Uh, is it to make main events or now that you got top five you want to keep you know keep finishing the top five what are you thinking from here on out i'm hoping obviously to make all the mains but um i'm hoping for a top 10 finish at almost every race now for I think sure that's re- i think that's reasonable 
tell me tell me what is it like lining up against some of those guys like i've never lined up and race henry wiles he's he's won so many races mikey rush you got dallas daniels and the list goes on and on and on uh what's <laughs> it like lining up against those guys who have been been there and done that already you know it's a crazy feeling when you look over and you see like a guy like henry or max or dallas beside you and you just you can't believe it at first and then once you're doing it, it's like, wow, I'm actually doing this. But it's such a crazy feeling to actually be out there with them and after looking up to them for how many years. Yeah. So when when actually did you start thinking about coming down here? Was it when you were a little kid or was it just the past couple of seasons? It's It's been since I was a little kid. I've always wanted to turn pro and race up here with you guys. And when I heard Nicky wanted me and uh, – it was just, I was so excited, and it was a dream come true for me. Absolutely, especially for a 16-year-old. That's just amazing. Are you getting lots of support from the people up home? I mean, I try to point out every time you guys get on the track that you're from Canada, <laughs> you guys are you guys are you know working hard, and uh, are the people at home digging it, and are they helping you out? Oh, they they are such a wonderful support. I have people texting me almost every day, and this past weekend I've had, I've never had so many people text me in my life. It's, it's been crazy how, how many people actually support me and, and watch, watch the races on TV. And I can't thank them enough. Yeah. It, it's crazy when, when you, when you go out there and you run up front on a mile with the best of the best in the singles class, it shows that you're there and you're there for a reason. And it's gotta be so rewarding. And, and it definitely makes a difference when you got the support team behind you up home. Yeah, for sure. It's it's an amazing feeling. And when I was running up front there, I, I had so many text messages saying how proud people, how proud people were, and how amazing I looked out there. And the list goes on. Yeah, you you impressed you impressed the hell out of me. I just have to say that for your first mile and and your second mile back to back, it was it was very impressive. Um, I got to I got to know this too. Are you racing? Any other races up there? Uh, are there are, are you guys going to have a season up there at all in Canada? Thank you. And um, they have come out with a, like a six series race, but uh, I'm going to try and make as many as I can. Hopefully, they don't conflict with AFT. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, I'm hoping I can get out here and get some riding in. Yeah. What one more question about about your race team and stuff like that? What is it like working with Doug Lawrence? I know I know we've we've asked I've asked you a few questions about what he's told you, but you know to me he's he's one of the legends of Canada. You know he's got a national number. He he made main events on a consistent basis down here. What's it like working with that that guy as a sixteen year old kid? It's amazing. I've I've always looked up to him, and I've always I've always had a couple of chats with him here in Canada about races and. I've never actually raced against him, like besides that a couple of uh, well and short tracks. But um, it's amazing having him there in the pits and having his support, him being able to tell me and give me tips on the tracks that he's raced at before, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's gonna be great. I can't I can't wait to see you on some of these other tracks, especially Lima. You know, some of the looser tracks. Peoria TT might be interesting. Uh, Springfield short track. I think you're gonna feel right at home on that one too. So I'm expecting you to run up front a lot. I know you got some stiff competition. 
Uh, we're, we're nearing the end of the episode, and it's time for Graham's question. And, and Graham's probably the biggest flat track fan I know, and she said you blew her away. I talked to her on Sunday afternoon, and she said, where did this kid come from? So she was one of the people that wanted to hear from you. But she wants to know what has been your favorite place in the U.S. to travel to and why. Definitely Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, because you you did so well? Yeah, for sure. And first mile and such a great experience. And that walkout was the most amazing thing I've ever felt. It was was crazy. Yeah, that is so cool. My my question kind of went along with that. How did you enjoy the open paddock area when, when the, when the fans got to come in there and meet your riders? Did you, did you really dig that too? Yeah, for sure. I was, I was really hoping I was going to be able to meet some fans this year. And when they said that it was going to be open paddock, I was, I was so hyped for it and meeting all the fans and the lineups were crazy. Yeah, that's so cool, man. I I don't get a chance to get down there because it's so it's so crazy. When I'm I'm up there, we're trying to fill time. We're sending people around, uh, trying to talk to riders and 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 the fans and stuff like that. So uh, we wrap up our podcast with rapid fire questions. So I'm gonna ask you a few more questions. Tell me the first thing that comes to mind. All right. All righty. What is your favorite American food? Oh, geez. Um, I don't know. All right. We'll 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 hit you back next time we'll, when you come back on the podcast so you can have more chances to check it out down here. How's that? Awesome. Sounds good. <laughs> what is something I need to try when I go visit Canada? Zip lining at the falls. Oh, I like and, it. And poutine. And poutine. And poutine, huh? All right, yeah. all right. I've heard about that. I've been to Canada a couple times, but I have not ever experienced poutine, so I've heard I need to do that. Um, what's yeah. your favorite bike that you've ever ridden? Probably these KTM's. All right, I like it. Uh, I got a back. I got a. I got a, a part two of the earlier question. Is there is there a, a a poutine spot that I need to try, or can I get it anywhere, or, or where's the best? You can get it anywhere, but um, definitely more like. Up north is really good. Like okay. Quebec, their way, they have really yeah. good poutine. Okay. I'll have to keep that in mind. I plan on going up there here real soon. What's your favorite racetrack? Definitely Oklahoma. All right. I love it. Who's your Who's your favorite flat tracker of all time? Jared Mees, for sure. Okay. All right. Who, who's your favorite person to go bench racing with? Hmm. Um, probably my dad. I love it. I love that question. That's my dad's probably one of my favorite too, if not my grandpa, you know, or shoot my yeah. grandma, grand, grand for all that matters. So, um, yeah. let me see. This one's kind of tough and, and you can answer in any of the classes or all three classes. It's totally up to you. I know you're racing the singles class, but who is the next first time champion? Hopefully me, but, um, I think, I think in the singles class, if, Max keeps it up. I think he's going to be able to do it. Okay. I like that. I like that. If Doug Lawrence's nickname wasn't Dougie Fresh, that I named him quite a few years back, <laughs> what would it be? Jeez. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, it's going to have to do something with his hair. Yeah. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say, I was going to say something like ladies, man, or something. <laughs> yeah. Could be. Yeah. Yep, the girls always thought he was he was hot stuff. Um, 
Last question, I guess. Uh, what are you most proud of? Accomplishing my dream for sure and being able to run with the top guys in the world. And and, and you're doing that at 16 years of age, man. I mean, yeah. congratulations on, on living your dream already and getting to line up with the best of the best on a, on a weekly basis down here in America. Uh, we definitely appreciate that your time. Um, do you want to say thanks to anybody before we let you go? Yeah, for sure. I'd like to thank NKR Canada, Nikki, um, Dave, and the whole team, for sure. KTM for giving us the bikes and having such great bikes to run. And Doug Lawrence, obviously. Mom and Dad and the whole fan crew, for sure. I got, I, I'm, I'm going to have to ask this question. Has any of your family got to come down and, and support you or be at the races yet because of the COVID situation? Only, only dad has been able to travel with me because he's the mechanic on the team. And but no, everybody's wishing they could get over and come out. But hopefully soon, man. Hopefully, right? Yeah, my poor mom. She's uh, she really wants to come over and watch, but she's been watching from TV. Well, tell mom I'm gonna keep saying your name as long as you keep running out front <laughs> and. Uh, and she can just keep listening on, on Track Pass on NBC Sports Gold. But uh, thanks so much for your time, and we'll be talking to you soon. Thank you, Scotty. Have a nice night. Good kid. How's that? Good kid. How's that? Good kid. Good kid. It's good kid. I can tell you, he was a little bit nervous, but good he kid. did good. He was not He did really not good. Crushing. What are you talking about? Good kid. No, he, I look forward to seeing how he goes this weekend in Lima because he's stoked to race. And he said he was a little nervous. And you see how good he did in Oklahoma. Right. So right. if he's and stoked now, going into this weekend, oh, watch out. It's going to be fun to watch. And, and Lima's going to feel like being back at home. Yep. It's a cushioned half mile. It's not yep. a mile. He doesn't have to worry about drafting. He, he's good on he's good on half miles. He's good on cushions. Uh, he could very well win it. I know he'll be up there and be in, he'll be in the mix for sure. At least a podium would be super cool. I know that he's he's going to be stoked. And then uh, next year, when AFT does all cushions for all the events, he's going to win the championship. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> what? So we're going to go find all kinds of cushion tracks. Yeah, nothing but cushions. Gra- all of- okay, good luck. So all the races are in Ohio and Indiana and around there? Yeah. New York? Yeah. Okay. And if AFT doesn't do it, I'm going to start my own series, the Carter Cushion Series. Nothing but cushions all over the country. Push, pushing the cushion with Carter. Yeah, come push the cushion with Carter. <laughs> You're delirious. Are you sure that was a root beer you drank earlier? It was. It was a root beer, and that's how good Sprecher is. Um, you you crushed you crushed the evidence. So I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah. What mm-hmm. you don't like the you don't like the Carter cushion series? She likes it. I do. You know, she's Canadian. Those Canadians, they love the cushion racing, and they can't do it All up the there track- still. Well, there's going to be a six-race series this year, but it's going to be starting a little bit later on. Is All it? the tracks up there are cushions, but Welland. Yeah, that is correct. That is a good point. Yep. Easier to right find on. them up there than it is down here, but we'll, we'll make it happen for 2024. Now you're talking like somebody else. Well, have a good weekend doing your resume and whatever else you do down in Florida <laughs> when you're not at the races. Dude, I've already been to Lima. I already, I've already done that this year. I'm good. I have two. I've already. I, me too. Why are you going back? You're good. Because <laughs> it's AFT this time. <laughs> oh, okay. Graham's gonna get mad at you not looking at the screen at the camera. Hi, Graham. <laughs>
I went, I went over there last week after we recorded and she's like, and Daryl was over there and they're like, why wasn't Carter looking at the camera? I said, cause Carter was busy. There's like a million things going on during these live streams. I've got like the live stream, the comments, I've got the messages, messages. Yeah, all the messages I've got playing. to make sure that the stream is playing. I got to send messages to you Graham. Play, you got to play with your sound effects. I got to play with my sound effects to make sure that I have really funny sound effects. <laughs> All right, well, have fun putting your resume together. Be sure and watch watch us on Track Pass on NBC Sports Gold on Saturday night. We'll be at the Lima Half Mile, the Allen County Fairgrounds. Have a good weekend, Carter. You have a better weekend, Scotty. I'm going to. I'm going to the races. Lima, Ohio. The Ohio National. Peace. All right, man. See you later. Thanks, patrons.